What is going on, everyone? I hope you are having a killer week. This episode is a little bit different because we finally have the YouTube visuals. And if you are listening to this, head on over to YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. I did get this next up banner, which is pretty cool. Have the original banner, of course. And when I went when I went to first take in Philadelphia, they were giving out these flags. So just thought I thought I'd chuck that up there. But I'm very excited about this episode, not only because we have an incredible guest, but because the, the lesson I want to I wanna touch on really quick. So for those who listened to the previous episode, I mentioned a part in the beginning about this whole tough guy mantra. And of course, being a, being a good person, it's, it's the thing to do now. But this whole tough guy, trying to show your dominance type of behavior. It, it really seems like a thing in the past. And just when, when you see those things in person, for example, you're out at a bar with your friends and there's that, that person or, or group of guys and they, they look mean and they look like they're looking for trouble. First off, I, I feel bad for those guys, or I feel bad for that person because it seems like from their insecurities, that's the reason why they're acting the way that they're acting. Or you don't know what's going on. You don't know what happened before they're at where they're at right now. But just to take a deeper dive, when when you see things like that, or it, it kind of connects in a sense to People trying to impress other people. And it's it's something that we see every day. We see it on social. We sometimes even see it with our families. It's, it's just very important to think about when people go out of their way to impress other people. Are you trying to impress your friends? Are you trying to impress your significant other? Because if that's the case, I got news for you. They already like you. They already like you. So for you to go out of your way and even sometimes buy stupid things to impress everyone around you, it just doesn't seem normal. Why would you buy something to impress people that already like you? They liked you for a reason in the first place and they're still going to be there. It's the reason why they're with you. It's the reason why they're your friend. It's, it's just a crazy concept to think about because it's something that we all see every day. And this whole trying to keep up with everyone and, and what everyone else is doing. Or even if, if you're not trying to impress your friends or your significant other. You're trying to impress other people. You're trying to impress people that you don't know, random people, because that makes sense. No, and this is, this is, I'm not just saying this because of you bought something nice. Hey, that thing that you bought, you may love it and you may have a passion for that thing. And that's awesome. I'm not saying that you can't buy stuff. I'm just saying that people will buy things and go out of their way and act irrationally 
to try and impress people around them that may already like them. It's it's just a crazy concept, and it's it's something that it's seen every day, and I know a lot of you see it as well. So you can definitely you can definitely relate. I would love for people to chime in on this because I definitely want to hear their thoughts. And I know sometimes even I have made decisions like that. I'm guilty of going out of my way and buying something nice so I can show people that I make a lot of money. I show people, I want to put on a show for people when in reality, it's just random people. What, someone's going to see me with something nice one time and then I will never see that person again? I don't know. It's, it's just a weird concept. But before I get too far off track, this guest that I have today, probably our most intriguing guest, only because he was born to play football. This kid was, he's a football player through and through, a quarterback. He went to Maine, he went to play quarterback overseas, and he even played in the Canadian Football League. So I really hope that you guys learn from his story, and he even shares that he went to school to play football. Now with him being in the professional world, he shares his development and his growth, and what football taught him. So I hope you enjoy. Former South Jersey QB standout. He was quarterback at Williamstown, went on to be quarterback at Maine, and even dabbled in the Canadian Football League. Danny Collins, welcome to the show, man. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. It's it's been a long time coming for this one. Been waiting to get you oh, on yeah. for a little bit. Oh yeah. Well, you know, you know Pat, so it was just a matter of time, you know. Like uh, family is definitely a huge part of my life, and uh, I mean, I'm sure you'll, we'll get into that like later on. But uh, the fact that you, you know, have had a relationship with my cousin and you know, he talks about, you know, you and how you're so into sports, super sports enthusiast, just like as he is, you know, he's super into his cowgirls and loves them uh, big time. But he, uh, right. he talks he talks highly of you and your sports IQ. So I definitely set aside some time to talk to a guy who knows what he's talking about, you know, so happy to I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. And uh, just to provide some context for the listeners, uh, Danny's cousin is Pat. His name is Pat. He's a really good friend of mine. We roomed together in college. Uh, unfortunately, he's a Cowboys fan, but that's for a, that's for another time, another conversation. <laughs> but uh, just an awesome the, conversation down the road. Of course, of course. We're torturing them lately. Yeah, man. And uh, obviously, you're a big Philly Philly sports guy. Always. Dude, everything Philly. I just, I you know, can't get enough of it. We were, I mean, I was raised the right way. Um, you know, my parents right in South Jersey, right across the, the, uh, bridge there to Philly and just made it to every single possible Eagles, Phillies, Flyers, anything game. Uh, and obviously the Sixers, my, my uncle worked in the basement of what is now the Wells Fargo center back when it was like the Wachovia center. And I was just like, from like, you know, eight years old on, he just brought me to every single game possible. I actually went to opening day at Citizens Bank, like the very first opening day, which I'll be able to like tell my kids about and stuff one day, you know, right. just, it's, it's nuts. Like just, just bleed everything, Philly sports, everything. So you growing up in football, obviously, that was your first love and you oh, dreamed yeah. of playing professional football. You wanted to be a pro quarterback, right? Yep. From, from day one, man, it was, uh, 
it's crazy. My sister's a second grade teacher. Um, she, you know, asked them the first day or second day of school every year, like, hey, what do you want to be? Like, you know, like when you grow up, do you want to be an astronaut or a fireman or whatever, you know, doctor, president, whatever. And, uh, you know, some kids like are like, oh, like I want to be a, a baseball player. But if not, then I, I'm going to be like an astronaut. And my sister's like, you know, if not, like, no, like, like, don't don't ever say if not, like, you got to set your, your mind to exactly how you want to live your life, like from, from day one. And uh, my parents instilled that in me from like a very young age. And I just always had that vision that I was going to somehow some way make it there. And was there a certain age that you realized that quarterback was was your gig? Just like I, I loved watching Brett Favre growing up. That was like my big influence. Like I was a huge Packers fan actually until I was like probably like seven or eight. And then my grandma made me uh, like sit outside, like in like the like the deep tundra of the winter when the Eagles played the Packers. And uh, the Eagles ended up winning on that like fourth and twenty four Freddie Mitchell thing. Yep. And like since that game, I was an Eagles fan. So that there's your story right there. Can you talk about the transition from you being a quarterback in high school for a, a very solid, huge program yeah. to the Northeast? Yeah, man, it was uh, it was hard. I, like I'll tell you what, the the Williamstown playbook's probably a lot bigger now, but back then it was just straight wing T and, you know, everything was red, right, Liz or red, right, rip 29 jet. Like that was like the, like, it was like the easiest play calls you can imagine. I actually saw like some like meme or like TikTok or something the other day. It was like from high school play calls to like NFL play calls. And it was so true. I sent it to a bunch of like the a couple of quarterbacks I, I like still keep in touch with. And they're like, dude, it's so true. Like your high school play call is like, you know, red, Raider 29 sweep or whatever. And then you get to like college and it's like pro left eye lizard, like 64, you know, pass or whatever. Like it's, it's just a lot more verbiage. And, um, for those did you struggle couple, with that? Oh yeah, dude. For those first couple of years, it's like, you're in the, you're in the film room and you're with like the starter who's, you know, you're, I mean, I was 18 years old, 19 years old as a freshman in college. And the starters 20, 21, that's a huge, like, like people don't think about it a lot, but that's a huge difference. You know, like you have a, a guy that's like a junior or senior and you're a freshman, uh, you know, and they're just like, they have like, it seems like they have the world like figured out, you know, as far as like the playbook and seeing the defense and all that stuff. And you're kind of just coming in, you know, knowing that it's one high safety or two high safety. And that's like the only thing that, you know, you know, and right. then, you know, day one, you have to figure out, what every single thing, every single word in the playbook means. Uh, it's definitely an adjustment, but I mean, I, I, I did anything that I could, learned as much as I could to get on the field as fast as possible, you know, and, and that's kind of where it's at as far as college. I think like the make or break for guys in college is you'll see a lot of guys go home like or like try to or tr or, like transfer out and go home and play like smaller school after like one or two years. And I tell people all the time that it's, probably just in their head like that they're not gonna get it you know like like there's a day or like you know like a week where it just clicks you know when you figure it all out and people talk about it in college like oh like it'll click it'll it'll figure like you'll figure it out it'll click um but sometimes guys like it, it doesn't happen for a while you know and they get frustrated and they're like oh, i want to just want to go somewhere else and play because of talent wise but 
Yeah. Probably my my red shirt freshman year going into my red shirt uh, sophomore year is when I started like really understanding what we were trying to do as an offense and uh, got what what the coordinator was really trying to like what he was about. So once I figured that out, I kind of, you know, took the bull by the horns and just balled out. Right. That's just natural quarterback words right there. You understand the cerebral part of the game as opposed to other people that just want to go out and ball. They just want to play, but it's more than that. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. It's, it's so much more than that. And especially if you want to play at the next level after that, if you want to play in the NFL, uh, those co like the college coaches harp on it so much. And you're like, come on, man. Like, I uh, like, like, just give me a play. Like you're, when you're a freshman or a sophomore, you're like, just give me a play. Like I'll figure it out. Like whatever. You know, like, like, just like, give me something I can throw a deep ball or a post or, you know, give me, just give me something where I can make a play. And they're like, yo, like, they're, they're, like, the defense is going to figure that out immediately. You know, like, you're, like, you don't understand, like, that, like, the D coordinators and people, like, that, that game is just so much more advanced than the high school game. And then when you get to the pros, it's just even, it's even that much more advanced. Like, you know, guys have, guys have stats and data and, things that they look at week to week that like guys are doing and they just know exactly like where you're at. So you can't be basic at all. Like you, you gotta have that creative mind, like that creative mindset where you're, you're doing different things each and every play, you know? So right. That's where, I remember, that's where it gets difficult, you know? Yeah, of course. And I remember when uh, Pat and I were at Stockton, Pat would put on some, some main games. We would actually watch you play. Oh yeah, dude. He's yeah. he always has always been a big supporter. I don't think Pat ever really missed me playing high school. He was like always, always at the game in high school. I was that was one person I, I knew I was gonna see after the game, every game in high school. And uh as soon as I got to college, I, like he hit me up, you know, before games, hey, good luck, man. Like, you know, I know this yeah. team's good or I know this team's bad. Like, you know, go out there and just, you know, throw a bunch of touchdown passes, you'll be fine. Or, you know, he, he he's so invested in uh well, obviously he's a family guy like me. Our family's huge. I mean, as you know, I've twenty seven cousins on his side. Uh, we all kind of stay around here and live around here, so we're super close. But uh, he's he really is invested in the sports world and he, he can he can talk any type of sports, college, you know, pros, anything with you. And, you know, just seeing like I, I saw it as like the fan point of view back when I was in college, like, you know, what he thought, because he would look at like the same thing you guys looked at, like point spreads and, you know, who's yeah. who's coming off a win, who's coming off of a loss, who, who did you lose to all that stuff. And he would say all that stuff to me. But like as a player, you never look at any of that, you know. So like yeah. it was fun. It was fun to talk to him before games because he's like, oh, like you know, they just beat so and so, and their quarterback like did this and that, and he's like, just you know, don't turn the ball over. Their quarterback turns the ball over. He would know all those stats. It was fun. It was fun talking to him, and he, you know, being a young mind, he he like helped me out, helped me like loosen up like for the game, you know. Of course. So did I don't know about his insider knowledge about Canadian football though, but I know you. That is that is something that a lot of people don't know about at all. Right? Yeah. It's uh, I'll tell you what, man. It's so much fun. Uh, I had a blast, like really learning the game up there and understanding like what you were like exactly like college, like what you were trying to do as like a first scheme type of thing. I mean, the field's bigger, like, on both sides. I think it's, like, adds, like, five or ten yards on both sides. It's, like, 65 yards instead of, like, 52. 
Um, okay. So like five or seven yards bigger. How and did you get there? So out of college, I had a uh, rookie. I had a rookie mini camp invite with the Bills, um, and I did. I did well. I did really well. I, I thought that like it was going really really well. They had drafted Nathan Peterman in like the fourth round from Pitt, uh, and he he had beat uh, Clemson that year. Uh, which is a huge was a huge win for Pitt, and that like everyone was you know all over him because of it. Uh, he had a really good game that game, um, and then obviously like as you know now, like maybe not too hot of a start for you know pro, like being a pro. Uh, got like really really shaky with the Bills, and I think he's with like the Raiders or somebody now. Um, but like just just coming in with like a guy like that who played you know played a big time game like against Clemson and stuff like that. He, he like it just it shows you that like anybody can play with anybody you know like I, I was I was right there with him like the whole entire camp um and you know I had guys I had I came in with Tredavious White who was LSU DB Zay Jones who uh from like um where do you play at East Carolina yeah like just just a bunch of a bunch of Matt Milano he played at B, he played at Boston College stud linebacker all those guys, a couple of those guys are just still starters in the, in the league. And we came in with them. And it's, it's cool to watch those guys like now too, you know, kind of follow their career. Cause I, I went into camp with them and we, we spent, you know, three, four days together. So it was, it's cool watching them. Um, so I went there, was, was with the bills for rookie mini camp, three, four days, uh, left, got, got cut, got released from them, came home, talked to my agent was like, I'm in the best shape of my life. Like, I want to get into another camp. I want to do – I just want to play. Like, get some film. Like, I, I, I feel great right now. Like, I just want to be somewhere. And he's like, oh, you're going to have to wait. Uh, you know, somebody might call, get you into, a, like, a training camp or something like that. And I'm, I knew in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm a small school guy at Maine. I had a great senior year. I played really good my senior year. I ended up uh, getting, like, uh, third team all conference my senior year which is good in the conference that I'm, I'm in there's there's some really strong quarterbacks um and like it, it was just like I don't know if I'm gonna end up getting into a tra- like a training camp at the NFL you know it was, it was almost beneficial to be at the rookie mini camp and understand like okay maybe I have to take a different path so I just had like this gut feeling in my head that like oh, I was gonna have to um, I started reaching out to everybody. I reached out to my quarterback coach in college, and he was like, Danny, right now, go get a Euro Players account and start a Euro Players account, put all your highlights on it, and you'll be playing somewhere overseas in the next, like, couple weeks, and you'll love it. And I was like, all right, like, sounds good. Didn't think anything of it. Sent, like, my Euro Players account in. They, they some couple teams messaged me back and forth. And then I had one guy who like messaged me on Facebook, messaged me on Euro players, messaged me on like got somehow got my phone number was just like all over me, like Twitter, everything. Uh, and he's like, dude, we just, our quarterback just got injured. Like we need you to come over and play next Saturday. Like we have, you know, two games back to back. We want you to play. Like, you're going to be great. Like, you know, our playbook's super easy. Just come over here and play with us. It's going to be awesome. It was in Frankfurt, Germany which is an all like I, I immediately looked it up awesome city dude like just the the greatest like city wow. skyline everything was just awesome the the i think it was the vice president of like samsung or somebody like who like uh partnered and owned the team 
uh, guy who just like, you know, wanted to watch American football away from America, you know, like staying in Germany. Uh, we went over, I went over there first two games. I had like five touchdown passes in both games. It was, it, I'll tell you what, it's, it's competitive football, but if you're above that, if you're above like that, I don't want to say above like that playing, like, I want to say if you, if you have already played above that like scale, which I think division one, a double a, like the division one, double a game was probably above like playing in Germany. Then it just, it's a little bit slower and you're like, Oh shoot. Like I, I can just dominate out here, you know? So okay. it was, uh, it was so much fun. Uh, met a ton of guys that I still keep in contact with the guy that lives in France, a couple of guys that still live in Germany, a guy from Brazil. Um, actually I'm, I met a guy who's uh, now living in California but he was from like South Africa or something like uh, wow. just, just people from all over the world ended up playing football with him for a couple of weeks. And I had like a clause in my contract because my agent was like actually ups- like kind of upset with me that like I was gonna, even going to go over there and like give up on trying to get into a training camp. He put in like my contract that if I got another offer doing something better, that the team would have to pay for my one-way flight from there home, like immediately, like any time of the day, like they'd have to pay for my flight. So I get a call from the Ottawa Red Blacks. They call me and they're like, yo, we're a team in the CFL in Ottawa. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out our qu- our third-string quarterback situation. Like we don't know like if we want to keep like a couple rookies or if we want to stay with a couple, like a veteran or two. Uh, we'd love to just have you in like uh, the rest of our training camp and maybe you play in the last preseason game. Mind you, they just had played their, or they were going to play. They were one or two days away from playing their first preseason game. So I'm like, okay, like I'm getting home as fast as I can. I'm going to get there. I'm going to try to get there and at least watch these guys and watch the game for the, the second, the first preseason game. So I fly home, immediately fly, try to fly right into Ottawa. I get stopped because there's so much frequent flying and they deported me back to the States. No yeah, way. So they're like, what? they're like, no, you're not coming in. Like you're going back to the States. And they, they flew me back to Washington, DC. They didn't even fly me back to Philly. My parents had to drive down to DC. They had to get me like all, like all this paperwork and different stuff. Flew me back like a day later. So I had five days to learn the playbook, like a, a pro playbook five days and they told me like when I got there they're like yeah you're gonna play like the, the fourth quarter of the last preseason game you have the whole fourth quarter I'm like sheesh like yeah I just got, got here I'm like five days dude like like I'm gonna I'm gonna know like maybe five plays like what do you like you know what I'm saying right you strap um, up dude and you put I, your helmet on you're like all right whatever dude I didn't <laughs> sleep for the first three days I told myself I'm like I'm just gonna stay up and just like not sleep and then I'll nap like because we had like a nap time in camp uh, I'll nap during that nap time but like at night I'm just going to stay up and try to learn the plays and I got there dude we're, we're like it was like a like a back and forth game preseason game at Montreal my parents came up to watch it obviously because you know my family's nuts of football um out right in the fourth quarter just lit it up 
like my my offensive coordinator was calling the plays to me like in my like because in the the cfl it's the same thing as the nfl it's like in your ear they 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 wire in like the play like to your ear and he's like telling me the play then he was like trying to tell me the reads because they have like 20 seconds to tell you everything okay Uh, so he's trying to tell me like every single part of the play like you gotta you gotta dig to your right you gotta hitch to your left there's a slant like on their backside in case you're hot like all this different stuff he's telling me and it got yeah. to like the third play and I like, it, like I was like about to like take, like every time I'm about to take the snap and he's like still talking to me. So like, no it, got way. Like thir- it got to like the third play where I was, I was like completing passes and moving the chains. And I like looked over to him and I was like, just give me the play. Just give me the play. Yeah, like, just stop. I, all I need is the play. I know the like, I know the basic plays, you know? Um, I think that in like ultimately is what got me like they the day after the preseason game they offered me a two year contract with uh, a one year option so to bring me back after the two years um, and they were like super super impressed that like I picked everything up and could could go in and make plays and all that stuff so uh, it was dude it was just like the the wildest ride from you know just competing trying to do a pro day getting an agent like all that stuff that i mean these guys are going through it right now i'm sure uh like my, my message to all those guys right now would just be like trust it dude like no matter what like you got to trust your game like like even if you don't have an agent even if you don't have like somebody backing you like for a workout like you got to know whether or not you can play at that next level in the back of your mind and if if you know that you can None of that stuff matters. An agent doesn't matter. Like, you know, just get in, get in the weight room, do your thing, and just just find a way, man. It's just like – because, like, it might be that Euro players thing. Like, it might be somebody, you know, reaching out from over there, and then all of a sudden you get two or three, like, highlights from over there. You're jumping over people or, you know, you're, you're spin moving all the way to the end zone, something like that. Somebody catches wind of it, dude, and then they just – they give you a practice roster tryout or somebody just gives you, like, a one-day camp tryout or something like that, and then, boom, you, you know, you never know. You hear, you hear all these stories, man. It's just – it's really, really, like, inspiring that some of these guys nowadays that just, like, never give up, you know, like, people that – people are just like, oh, you know, I was a quarterback in high school, and then I played tackle, and then I played tight end, and, you know, just, like, just figured out a way to make – you know, their dream or reality figured out a way to, to make it, you know, and, and right. the agents, trust me, the agent will come after you get into the league. They'll, they'll all uh, flock to you and figure out how to get your money. That, that they, right. uh, they, they know that they know the deal with that. They find it, but oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting though, because the situation that you explained and the way that you went about it is not the way a lot of guys will do that though. They won't swallow their pride and do something like that because I feel like it's NFL or bust for oh, a yeah. lot of guys. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. that's their goal. And when they don't get there, they just kind of, right. You know? yeah. and it, dude, I'll, I'll tell you what, like obviously sour taste in my mouth. Some things happen. It got really like business. I feel like it got real business like, uh, like up in Ottawa, as far as like, you know, the playing, like the game and everything. Um, but like I can't thank them enough, you know. Like just like taking a sh- like take like I call he called me, and I'm like, dude, I'm over in Germany playing right now. Like he's like, really? Like you just got done with the Bills? Like what are you doing in Germany? I'm like, I wanted to play. Like I'm in the best shape of my life. I feel great right now. Like like I want to be in a camp. I want to be playing somewhere. 
I was like, this is this is who wanted this is who they wanted me. So if you if you you have if you have any faith in me or belief of belief in me, it's all I need. You know, I'll, I'll right. take the reins. I'll take the reins from there. And I think some of these guys, like you're saying, uh, more of these guys need to swallow their pride and realize that uh, sometimes, like the dirt roads, a, a, a lot a lot better. You know, like you can you can make it into something at the end for yourself rather than trying to, you know, take like the shiny path and the, the, the way that everybody else does it. Uh, and you, you find yourself exactly where you were supposed to be, you know? Yeah, it's a true test for some guy's passion, though, you know? It's, how bad oh, do you yeah. want it? Do you really just want to play the game? Then there's right across the pond. You can keep playing, but you right, might yeah. not be on television that much, but you could play. Right, yeah. And you, and you get – dude, you could – I could be playing in Iceland and, you know, on skates for football. Like as long as uh, if I'm getting paid and there's a football in my hand and I get to throw touchdown passes, I'm, I'm fine, dude. I, I, and I told my parents, like, no matter what, like if I'm playing in Germany, if if I was playing at Maine, if I was playing in the CFL, I was playing 110% every single play. I wasn't like, there was never a play in my mind that like, even in Germany, like, I'm I'm over there just trying to you know win every single possible rep. When you were ever in the Canadian league, did you ever think that oh well I'm too good for this? The NFL is always in my mind, and that's where I want to be. This is just a stepping stone for me, so I'm just gonna do this for now. Or yeah, one oh, game yeah. at a time I kind think, of thing. I think no, I think that every single player there that's from the states. And had that dream in their head when they were younger that they were going to play in the NFL. I think if you don't think that, uh, if you don't think that you're, you know, above, like not not above the game. I wouldn't say above the CFL game. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. I would just say if you didn't like have the desire to play in the NFL and like think that you know watching those guys on Sundays when you're up in the CFL, like when we're up in the CFL, we normally play Fridays and Saturdays. There's like one, maybe one or two games on Sundays. Uh, but we would watch most of the games on Sundays around as, you know, like, you know, being teammates and stuff like that. And guys are like, come on, you got to catch that. Or, you know, you know, like me watching on Sundays back when I was like actually playing the game. I'd be like, oh, you got to make that throw. Like that's like easy. Like you got to be like watching watching these pro guys down here uh, get their shot on TV. It's frustrating. Uh, you're the whole entire time. You're like, oh, I could do that. I could do that, you know, and. Uh, you're telling yourself it, and you know, I think uh, it goes. It gives a great deal of like confidence to you. The fact that you're like a little bit lower, uh, but like like the like the famous eagle saying, dude, like hungry dogs run faster, dude. Like they they truly do. Uh, you'll like you see. I think you'll see it more now, but you'll see some guys that are from the CFL coming down here to the NFL and like, just, just trying to do every single possible thing they can to keep their career going, like make a name for themselves, tell the story of being up there and coming down here. And like I said, the longer your story is, man, the better it is. Like at the end of the day, like if you just got the, if you're a first round pick, got in the NFL and you're a stud, like, yeah, that's awesome and all. But like, who wants to, you know, would you rather hear from a guy that's doing that? Or you want to hear from a guy that's been, on every single CFL team and now he's down doing practice roster stuff with like every other NFL team and all of a sudden it pops and bang he's like scoring three four touchdowns a game and he's the man 
you know, I'd much rather that story than, you know, the guy who just got into the NFL and did what he was supposed to do. You know, mm-hmm. it's, that's kind of where, I mean, I've always been uh, the underdog and I, I think having that, like those stories and that, that whole, like that whole story to tell later on would probably be the way that I would want it. I wouldn't want to be the guy that was you know supposed to do it from the get go. So as you look back at your quarterback career, whether it's high school, college, CFL, overseas, what was your favorite thing about being a quarterback? So was um, it just being a leader? Was it trying to grow and learn new plays, learn new styles? Yeah, better it was day. like a mixture of like all that and throwing touchdown passes. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, to be honest, dude, it was the family bond of being on a football team. I tell people all the time, um, I'm not a quarterback. Don't like, don't like, you know, put me in that like category of being a quarterback. I am a football player. I am a hundred percent like just guts, blood, sweat, and tears. Like I'll lay every single thing on the line for trying to win a game. Uh, and I've always been that way. If I could, if I could help out a team, help out one of my midget league teams and play linebacker for a game. Cause I, you know, I knew like every position or like I was doing it, you know what I'm saying? It was just, I was always a football player before I was a quarterback. Um, right. and that's where my head's at as far as like the best part about being a quarterback would be the fact of being a part of the team, you know, being like, just being like one of the guys and, um, like having that, like, soul like like solitude of like just you know being like running out the tunnel together working the hard together getting a win together there's nothing like it uh being a part of a team is is 100 percent the answer to the why i love being a quarterback can you talk about the transition from you playing football for the majority of your life into what you're doing now in your professional career so right out of um, leaving Ottawa and coming down here, I knew that I wanted to at least be around some type of competition. I played three sports uh, growing up. Every single sport I could potentially get my like hands on. I had friends that played soccer. I'd go over to their house and play soccer. I had friends that you know played street hockey. I'd got into street hockey. Like it just every single sport competition is. Uh, always what, what has driven me inside. If I, if I could just compete, I mean, I'll, I'll legit cheat in cards with my grandmother uh, to win. You know what I'm saying? Gotta win. I, I am that competitive. <laughs> I am I'm the most I, – I firmly believe I'm the most competitive person in the world. Um, and I think that uh, I'll, I'll go to the grave thinking that. Um, Runs in your family. But, Oh yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. I know dude. it's, it's definitely in the blood. It is a hundred percent in the blood. Um, but I straight up, dude, I a hundred percent needed to be around competition. I needed to have that drive in me. I needed to, to see, like see it in the workplace, see it somewhere where I was going to do it. Uh, and I had thoughts of, you know, jumping right into coaching, but it's hard, man. Co- coaching, uh, getting in a coaching role, is just super super iffy like you're you're more or less worried about like your money situation and where you're staying because they don't they don't know if you're going to ga or if you're going to be a position coach or uh that that and you would have to start uh in some type of college role or high school role 
So it's more or less like you're worried about, you know, all of the, like your financials, all that stuff. And I really don't want to be worried about that. I've always been the person that like doesn't want to be worried about that, you know? So I came home, my uncle, like I said, sold uh, advertising like for uh, Comcast Sportsnet back in the day at the, in the Wells Fargo center. Uh, he ended up selling um, like cable network sports, all that stuff. And then he, he sells now he sells for uh, CBS. He sells like the Grammys, March Madness, super, super successful guy crushes sales just out of his mind um just like can't can't speak highly enough about him like just a, a total around just like great dude um and just would do anything for anyone in the whole world uh and looking up i obviously looked up to him my whole life too with my along with my parents and the rest of my family uh and he's like dan like you know get into get into sales like you, you would be great at it you know you compete you can jump right in and try and figure out, you know, exactly like what you want to get into. Like, I mean, like selling a sport is the coolest thing in the world. Like you've played it. So imagine like selling to somebody like, dude, everybody watches football. Everybody watches basketball. Like how could you not want to watch March Madness? So what I ended up, what, I, what I'm doing now is I'm, I'm selling um, TV commercials, TV advertising for like the whole South Jersey and a tiny bit of the North Jersey area right outside of Philadelphia. So I work for like the Philadelphia like DMA, which is like the whole Philadelphia like zone for Jersey. Um, but I, I work for Comcast Effective, which is like uh, they're like the cable provide all of the cable providers like TV advertising sales world. Um, we we do like everything from like HGTV, TLC, TBS, Fox Sports One, ESPN. We sell all the Sixers flyers um like phillies every every single philadelphia sport thursday night monday night football because it's on espn um we sell every like pretty much everything on for sports on tv and it's super super fun like i i, I love my manager dude like love like the whole love like the whole workplace of being in there going in and out of the office trying to sell more and you know competing with other people and competing within the within the office to be like the Obviously, you compete within yourself to, like, be the best, like, salesman that you could be, like, be, you know, be the best person that you could be. Uh, right. But it's also fun to, like, have someone else in the office that's, like, you know, super into it as well with you and you're back and forth with them. And my manager super cool. Uh, my uncle hooked it up. He was his first manager as my manager now. So, oh, like, wow. like the, the first person that he got into. And she, she, like, still says to this day that, like, she like made him, you know, like she like, she, right. like groomed him and like made him like who he is as far as like being able to sell all the big stuff and do all the stuff that he does now. Uh, and she she'll go to the grave with that. Like she'll 100 percent be telling people that forever uh, just because my uncle was super, super successful. Um, but and you're the second coming of. I, I mean, I, I hope so. I hope I can get that, that successful with it. But I also have in the back of my mind that. You know, one day I'm going to just get get really, really antsy and want to be around football. Uh, yeah. and I know it's I know the day is coming, uh, but I want to be ready. Like I want to be ready in all like aspects of like super of, like getting really, really invested into a team. Uh, so that's where I'm at right now. Like I, I, I know that like down the road, maybe three, four years, maybe not. I don't know. But like I think I think it's going to come at, at some point. Uh, or I just will, you know, drop everything and be like, I, I want to be involved in like at, at some team level, you know? Right. Uh, so I got, I got together with him. 
And then he spoke with her saying, like, you know, is there any available positions, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I went to school for kinesiology. So I went to school for, like, exercise science, like, physical education. I didn't even go to school for, like, marketing. Or I took a couple business classes, but, like, nothing, like, serious, you know. And right. she's like, well, you know, did he do any, like, business class? And I was like, you know, a couple, but, like, nothing, like, out of this world where you're like, no. But, like, she's he's like, but he's, like, super competitive. So just put, like, a couple numbers in front of his face and be like, I bet you can't do this, you know. And I bet you he'll tack it and figure out a way to do it. Um, so I can't thank him enough, obviously, setting me up for that. But the interview process was crazy, man. It was, like back and forth from like manager to manager trying to figure out like, am I going to, you know, get into it? Like with, with this company, like she's sending me to somebody else to like my manager now sent me to the, her manager, uh, to interview with her. And then that her manager sent me to another manager who's like higher up for her, for her to meet with like another, another guy. And it got to the point where like my first, my first interview, I was like super scared, dude. Like I don't have any sales experience. I'm like, you know, shaking in my boots. And I honestly was like a little bit more nervous than I've ever been for like a game, you know? Because like I'm mean, at least it's I'm prepared. Oh yeah, at least I'm like prepared for a game. I've, I've I've done it before, you know. I've thrown passes before. I've been in front of defenses before, uh, but never ever did I go into an interview or have to like you know sell myself on uh you know playing or like you know selling if you will uh so i went in dude in that first interview i was just shaking my boots and she's like relax like you're gonna be fine like just you know just be yourself talk it out blah blah the next interview did a little bit better not so like great but a little bit better still had like a couple talking points and then the interview after that i like got the hang of it and like crushed it. And that was like the biggest boss, like for like one of the bigger bosses in like our company. And, uh, just like, it was just like super, super cool, man. It was, it was like from, from that day on, I was like, okay, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy this. You know, I'm, I'm gonna a hundred percent like figure my way out here. And, um, like, and it's, it's been a blessing, man. It's been super, super cool, uh, throughout the holidays, just being able to work and come home and be right here. I mean, I'm all like for eight years, I've been away, you know, so I come home for the holidays and I have to go back away from my family, which is, it's heartbreaking, you know, like being away from people you love. It's, it's just like the hardest thing in the world. Uh, my sister, I think in in, in another way is another blessing. My sister just had her first, uh, baby, her, a son, my nephew, Nathan, and like, you know, God, I, I, I obviously believe in God, man, a ton. And I think that he brought me home for that as well. You know, like I'll be, yeah. I've talked to everybody. Like I will literally be around him. Like I watched, like I didn't watch it, but like I was right outside of the room when she was giving birth to him. Like I'm, I'm, I'm there from birth to like the hope, like the day, like I, I die, you know, I'll, I'll watch him grow up the entire time. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a huge family guy, dude. I, I you'll, you know, That's that. Incredible. It's just like that. That's yeah. That's just like in itself being home for that. Like I was like, oh, I'm, I'm good, man. I just I'll figure out yeah. how what I have to do with this job and just and move on from there. You know. Yeah, those are the most enjoyable moments, man. All the traveling oh. and stuff is cool, but when you're home and you see things like that. Oh my God, dude! Like we we are just all of us are just smiling cheek to cheek all of Christmas. Him being around, like he got he was born like. uh 
two or three weeks before Christmas, man, and him just like being around, crying in the background or whatever, dude. Like I don't, I don't care what he, I don't care what he was doing. Just the fact that he's there. Uh, my sister, like obviously someone I've always looked up to. She was, she's the, she's the reason why I'm, I'm competitive as I am. She was a stud volleyball player, and she won a state cha- state championship as a freshman in high school. Uh, and wow. she just like always hung that over my head. Like I got a state championship. Like what's up? Like you don't got no state championship, you know? And yeah, yeah. She was she was super tall. She was like six foot freshman, like girl. Uh, and she just like looked down on me. And I was like five nine until I got to my junior year of high school. So it was like me and her back and forth, just battle one on one, like basketball in the in the driveway. You know, throwing the football back and forth, just super athlete and. Uh, obviously can't thank her enough for, you know, making me the, the athlete, the competitor that I am because she, uh, definitely beat the crap out of, beat the crap out of me, uh, to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, The competitive nature usually comes from siblings, man. I get that. Uh, that's a recurring pattern that I'm finding out with everybody. I had the same thing. A hundred percent, dude. It's, it's, uh, I mean, you, you, you know, that like with other people, there's a limit where you could push to like. We're like, yeah, okay, like oh, after after this, like I, I really can't go further than this. Yeah. But like with your with your siblings, dude, like there's no limits there. You know what I'm saying? Like someone you live under some, the same roof. Like yeah, like someone's I'm not going up, anywhere. Yeah, yeah, like someone's gonna end up like just like getting like a water dumped on them while they're sleeping, or you know, yeah. someone's gonna go get a like go run and get a bat and like threaten their life. You know, everyone has yeah. those like sibling fights. I mean, I like to think that everyone has those sibling fights. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. They just toughen you up, man. It's just, it's, it's, it was just an awesome. We had an awesome childhood. Our parents raised us super, super well. Um, and we just, you know, we, we, we talk about it all the time. How my, I have a younger brother who's a senior now. My mom, just like totally different woman from raising me and my sister, because he's so much younger. He's, you know, uh, what is he? Ten years younger than my sister. He's ten years younger than my sister and eight years younger than me. My mom just like total 180 you know like just raised us completely different than she raised him you know and we talk about all the time like he's such the baby like oh like you need this and you need that let me go get it for you i was like us like oh you need that like you better run to the store and get it because i'm not gonna get it (laughs) yeah yeah the store's store's right around the corner so you better run there and go get it because i'm not going there or like hey she'll like you know put her jacket on and her pants and like go out to the car in the freezing cold and go get it for him yeah, um, yeah. We tor- we obviously torture her for that, but it's uh it's fun, man. It's it's, it's family's everything for me. It's it it uh they they really do they really you know just always in the back of my mind, especially playing. Um, when they were at the games, it it mattered ten times more. Uh, and I think that you know every every single family member should know that, like especially the 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 higher up the games got for me, like college uh, i mean i was eight hours away my dad i don't think my parents missed a college game from like wow. me being on the, me being on the bench uh actually crazy story northwestern we played at northwestern my parents called me the week of the game my dad like breaks down on the phone dude. he's like we're just not gonna be able to get out there damn like i'm so sorry like like uh, we're we're not gonna be able to get there. Like I don't know how we're gonna like we just can't swing it. Like that's like a, a big time flight to pay, and we don't know. Like we just we're just not gonna be able to get there, you know. 
And uh, it might have been like two weeks before the game. They were telling me like they were like that was the one game they weren't going to get to. And then all of a sudden, like they called me like the week of and they're like, we're going to go. I'm like, all right. I'm okay. Like, I'm like, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on the bench, but like 100 percent right. come, you know. Wow. Don't wow. you know, dude, end of the end of the end of the probably the beginning of the fourth quarter, probably like. Ten minutes left in the fourth quarter, our starting quarterback goes out with a shoulder injury, and then our our second string quarterback had like a bum knee. So I'm the redshirt freshman quarterback coming in for like two series against Northwestern, who's ranked like 16th in the country. Drive down the field against Northwestern. No uh, way. Yeah, lead a touchdown drive at the end of the game against Northwestern. Damn. Uh, Literally the only person, the only people in the crowd that I could hear were my parents, <laughs> my, parents course, and my grandparents. Yeah. The rest of the crowd is completely silent because Maine is driving at the end of the game on Northwestern. You know, nobody's really like worried about. I think we were up, we were they were up like three touchdowns at the time, so they had like their backups in or you know whatever. But like just being in there, I'm like retro freshman, just like looking at like like the stadium just like kept going up, you know, you're like, yeah. oh shoot, you know, like what's going on here? Uh and I always thought I always thought about that game back in my mind. Like my parents weren't gonna come. Yeah. You know, wow. I would have gotten that I would have gotten that game. My and they would have missed been, my parents would have been at home. And I would have had that in the back of my mind, like, damn, my parents aren't here. Yeah. You know? You yeah, know? Man. And uh, that's incredible. It's just, it's just nuts. It's nuts that's how the world real. works, you know? Like, it's just like, like, it's everything happens for a reason. You know? Everything. It's just every single, every single thing. And my, me, me and my dad were like going back and forth. He want, dude, my dad, like, from day one, has always wanted me to, to coach football. Uh, just had see has seen me like the way I coach the way I like I, I I do some quarterback coaching now and I did when I was like in high school I would go and coach like the younger guys and when I come back in college I would coach some high school guys and my dad is just always like go coach go you're gonna be the greatest coach ever you know always had that like if you're not gonna play football you should coach you know and uh, he when I came home and I was like I think I'm gonna go like interview and get like my feet wet with the whole sales thing. He was like, all right, like, if that's what you want to do. I'm like, wow, like, I thought that was going to be harder, you know? And he's like, well, let me know if I can, like, help you out in any way. Yep. So I came home one day, and I'm like, I'm really nervous about this interview, you know? Like, I don't know what I'm going to say, what I'm going to do. He's like, just, you'll kill it, dude. Like, just, just talk about, like, like, all your football stuff and how you're going to, like, you know, like, just talk about how you prepared for football and how, like, you know, you always you knew what you were going to do for every team and every scheme and – uh and then like we got to talking and i was like well what if they're like you have no like sales experience like why should i hire you like you're not even like gonna be a good salesman you haven't sold anything yet you know i'm like what what do i say to that you know like what's your what's your answer to that dad you know (laughs) yeah without without hesitation with zero hesitation my dad just turns to me looks at me he goes uh so I guess you didn't step into the huddle for 15, what was it, like 16 years of your life and sell to every single person in the huddle that that was the greatest possible play that was going to be called for that entire game. Like that was the one play 
that everyone had to trust that that was going to get you the first down or the touchdown or whatever you needed to keep the game going for you guys to win the game. You weren't the guy that sold that. I I miss I miss that. I miss that. My dad, <laughs> Back to football. My dad just crushed me. Like I was like, wow, like I 100% I'm going to steal that and say that in the interview. You know, wow. and like it got to the point where like that that guy that that last interview um, that like my boss's boss's boss, um, he's like, I got like four people coming in here and three of them have sales experience and you don't. So like you got to sell me something, sell me on, you know, like how like how or how are you going to sell for us? How are you going to, you know, be able to produce in, in this world, like in this in this industry? And I was like, man, all due respect, like, you might not think I've sold anything, but I sold football plays my whole life, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I could tell. to my dad for, for coming up with that, dude, you know, like that. that That's was, like, awesome. The, the greatest thing in the world. Uh, Back to ball. And I'll remember that. I'll remember saying that line and remember that for the rest of my life, you know. And that's why, I mean, that's why I'm on this podcast, dude, like straight up, like. You're like, yeah. dude, like I, I'm literally going to have a podcast where I'm going to interview people and like, what's like, what's next? What are they going to do next? You know, and like how, how this, the games have driven people to do whatever they're doing now. And I think that it's the greatest thing in the world. Like it, like that, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you want to talk about it? I mean, some people I feel like would be a little bit scared to talk about it, but that's just because maybe what's going on in their lives right now, like it wasn't working or it's not working, but the more successful, the more successful people who get out and have a plan and know what they're doing. Um, that's, that's where I think you'll, you'll really hit some like really awesome stories. And that, that's in the back of my mind too. Like I'll talk about that a little bit. I've always had in the back of my mind and I've talked about it with a couple friends, uh, like this, this whole theory right here, like, why don't they have like in high school? And I know that there's some teachers and there's some, you know, principals and people that like instill this in you and coaches that instill this in you. But like, why don't they have like some type of mentorship program or something for these bigger sports schools that these kids go to? That's like, OK, like, let me sit you down for a second. I know you're going to go to the NFL. I know you're going to go to the NBA. I know you're going to go play Olympic volleyball for the USA team, whatever, whatever it is. I know you're going to be the next like Serena Williams, whatever. I know you're going to be Tiger Woods, but let's say you're Tiger Woods and you're the man and you play for you, like you finally turn pro, you play for three months and you get a bad car accident and you like can't even stand up on your left leg. Then what are you going to do? Yeah. And people and pe some people and coaches put that into your mind and you think about it for maybe an hour. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's not going to be me. That's not me. Right, dude. And, 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 and people say it all the time. Like, that's not me. Like, Oh, it's not going to be me. You know? Uh, and people are like, even if that happens, I'll have a dump of another way of getting there. And, just like people are, and I was, I was a hundred percent that guy, like just so stubborn. Like, I'm just going to get through school and get through like this and get through that. I went to school. I'll be the first one to tell you. And my parents will be the second, the close second of people to tell you. I went to school to play sports. That's yeah. That's huge. Like that's huge. A million percent. I went to school to play sports. 
Uh, I can't say it enough. And so I, I, and I know it for a fact, so many kids do it. And if I could just go back, dude, I would have two separate worlds. And I think some kids, some kids do have two separate worlds. Some kids can do that. It wasn't, wasn't me. Like back then it was just like, Okay, get to two o'clock. Get to two o'clock. Like high school was just like yeah. get to two o'clock. Get to two o'clock. When, to two when o'clock. these I, kids, when they think about sports all day long, right? High school, they are the superstars. They think about sports. That's all they want to do. Off season comes, they train for it. Boom, they go to college for it. Say they get hurt or they bring on all this debt. College is over and your sports career is done like that. Then right. what? You can't. That's you can't just figure something like that out. No, it's dude. your whole life. It's everything your that you know. Your whole life is is done. Like literally, what what you've worked for your whole life, what you've talked about, sleep, eat, breathe, everything, oh and God. in a split second, it could be over. You know, and I think that that needs to be like evaluated. I really do. I I think that these guidance counselors and these principals and these schools and these even the superintendent for some of these schools around the around the nation, around the world, dude, like they need to understand if there are schools like these big schools and they're producing like Williamstown, like we have we had like two or three guys play in the NFL, you know, at least like do a little tour in the NFL. Um, if you could see that coming for a kid, or even if you can't see it coming, if you, if the kid wants it, if he if the if the you know sixteen year old fourteen year old kid is like, oh, I'm going to be you know the next brett Favre, i'm going to be the next tom brady uh why not mentor sit him down during the day of school for a class or for you know maybe every once a week you have like a one or two hour class something some kind of special um like what is it called elective you know like like make make the if you're an athlete if you play a sport if well it should be like not play one sport but it should be if you play two sports you have to take the class. Say it like yeah. you said it to me. Even if you said it to me, you'd be like, yo, dude, like, no, 16-year-old Danny Collins, like, no. Like, waving your finger in my face, like, you're going to take this class. I'd be yeah. like, dude, if you shoot my confidence down 1%, I'm going to kill you. If I play bad in the, in, the, in the game because of this, like, you're done. It's, you know? it's your fault. Yeah. yeah, it is 100% you, Mr. Course Guy, that's, like, saying yeah. I'm not going to make you, – you guy that's saying I'm not going to make it. That is 100% your fault. That so. It's a tough way to go about it because I know some schools, they do kind of bring things to the athletes in a sense that, oh, take care of your money. And if you're a star athlete, people are going to come after you and they're going to ask you for certain things right, and yeah. offer you things. So I mean I guess it's it's going in the in the right direction, but that's kind of treating the superstars like they're superstars right now, and then when it's over, it's like, oh, I don't have and anything. Most of the time, you. and most of the time, the superstars that are superstars right now, they they end up not being it. It ends up being the kid who you like, where he was kind of good, and then he just worked his tail off in college, and then by the time he was a junior or senior, he's a stud. And then, like, somebody picks them up, you know, and I've, I've seen it a bunch. I mean, there's there's complete and utter studs out there from freshman year on. Yeah, I'm not saying that there's not. But there's there's probably a plenty more that are just good in high school and yeah. sneak into 
I don't even know. I don't like know a uh, school I could say right now. Like a a main. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Sneak into a main and then all of a sudden it's like, oh wow, like this kid's serious. Like he he he's gonna, he's gonna make a serious impact in a league. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh dude, Pat Ricard might win a Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Play play with him for five years of college. He's a fullback, right? He's the fullback and plays both ways. He plays D tackle and he's on like special teams. Dude, he's just like all around just stud. Like a line up a tight end. Player. Just a football player. Football player. Wow. And uh a, like a million percent. I'll tell you right now, like coming in, like or you know, yeah, he was huge. Like yeah, he's like a huge, big, big, like just a specimen of an athlete. You know, but like guy from Maine went to like just played like high school football in Massachusetts. Like you just don't you don't like you never know who's going to make it, you know. So like yeah. I think everybody would have to take that course. You know what I'm saying? Like you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like you can't I just agree. be like superstar guys, like the guys who have like that tunnel vision. You can't just be them because it might not end up being that, you know? Yeah. So you want hey, everyone at least- to be- you want everyone to be prepared, you know? At least the effort of trying to humble these guys. I mean, trying to get to the 16-year-old Danny would just right, – yeah, yeah. It might it might help, but it might not. But, hey, the, it's there, you know? Right, yeah, at least you're trying, yeah. Great combo. I think we covered every single possible base we could. Yeah, and as I we uh, – I appreciate you having me on, dude. It's uh, It's been a long time coming, and I, I, I can't thank you enough for, you know, reaching out. Uh, I know that for a fact, I, this won't be the last time I get on this thing with you. I definitely want to do just like maybe talking sports and that other one that you have, uh, of course. But this one, but this one is like, I, I know where this one's going. I think that it'll, uh, it'll definitely just shock some people with uh, the amount of people that want to talk about it. Like that want to like come out and say like, Oh, like I didn't, I didn't like finish with sports. You know, I, I, I ended right. up finishing, I ended up finishing with something else and, I I have passion for that now, you know. Yeah. The more we, the more we, the more you spread that word, uh, seriously, the more you spread that word, the more every single person will respect you because at the end of the day, dude, like nobody talks about it right now, you know. Like nobody's nobody's like, oh, like this is what I I do now, and I played pro, but I played pro football, but this is what I do now, you know. Yeah. Or like the guys, the guys are. In, I'm, I'm telling you right now, people, not just guys. I mean. Girls are pros too, man. People are embracing it, like getting out of the sport and like finding finding what's next, finding the success of like what's next. They're gonna embrace it, dude. Like and and the it's reason, hard. It's the hard. reason for That's it though. Re- you have, you have, yeah, you have you have like the equation, dude. The reason for people embracing it is because they they have already like done the thing that they wanted to do like they like they find in their head like i found in my head dude like i got there like my parents watched me throw professional touchdown pass you know like it was it was the sickest thing in the world running out every every game and getting uh, some type of check at the end of the game it was awesome right yeah and whether it be you stopped at college or you stopped in the pros some guys Dude, they'll look back on college and they'll like remember every single rep for the rest of their life. You know, like college yeah. was amazing too. So um, 
I'm, I'm excited to see where this thing goes, man. I think you got a, you got a great map and, uh, just, just can't wish you and uh, like the, just wish you the best for this whole thing. I think it's going to be an awesome project. Thanks, man. And I, I really appreciate the recognition and that, and that you see what I'm trying to do here. And as I, as people come on, they understand because the conversations okay. that we speak on, then they take a second to think about what they just said. And they're like, whoa, like I did right, it too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, people yeah, do it. Dude. And it's yeah. the hardest transition in life, and I until think that until it's coming out of your until it's coming out of your mouth, dude, you're never gonna think about it. Uh, and the more people talk, and more people, uh, you know, get their word out about like what struggles they went through or how they went 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 through them, uh, the more other people will learn from them. You know, so th just spread yeah. the word, and this is what this thing's gonna do. All about the vision. But Dan, oh, yeah. thanks again for your time, man. I appreciate you coming on. You, you got a dog. Go birds. All right, brother. <laughs> All right, brother. Would like to thank Danny for joining me. I was waiting on an interview for a while, man. Thank you so much. And we really learned a lot from that. He covered family. He covered everything that he went through throughout his college professional career. And he made it known that football was a dream for him and he would do anything it took just to keep playing. He recognized his love for the game early, knew it's what he wanted to do. And he even understood that towards the end, it ultimately was coming to an end, but he adjusted. And also he shared that the whole concept of this show, it's important for former athletes because we have to recognize that, again, this is the most important part of our lives. And this, this transition isn't easy for everyone. For someone like Danny to go through his entire life with football and then to transition and, and even just go in for an interview, he said that he was more nervous in this interview than all the games that he's ever played in. That's, that's incredible. But again, I would love for anyone to come on the show and just share their story because it's, it's what it's all about. And I want people to be able to relate. But again, I hope you guys enjoyed. Please make sure you subscribe, like, comment. Give me your feedback. Would love to hear your thoughts on everything. But until next time.